Recording. Oh, thank God. I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to shoot someone. <laughs> Me? No. Uh, Hi, Nick. Oh, should we count? Let's count. Oh. I think it's fine. Famous last words. I. <laughs> I like. Act- <laughs> I like actually never. Re- I don't really use the counter when I'm editing. I don't either. I just like it. Mm. You just like it? Okay. Clary's like, I like counting. I like numbers. <laughs> I like shapes. What if we go back yeah. and forth naming shapes? <laughs> Triangle. Trapezoid. Rhombus. Square. <laughs> Circle. Rectangle. <laughs> Oval. Um. Star. <laughs> Dodecahedron. Stop flexing your fucking oh. degree, Nick. My my degree in shapes. <laughs> That's what I got mine in. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm a little sweaty. How are your low fat Cheetos? I prefer. <laughs> I prefer the taste, honestly. What is? I haven't had a Cheeto in so many years. What is? What's the difference? Um, I get. I think the difference, like the taste, is a little bit different, but mainly like regular Cheetos get old really quickly like they're so intense where you're like okay like i'm Mm. done now um but then you still keep eating them because they like lace it with crack um (laughs) cheetos is gonna be in our dms yeah like come at me fucking mouth our lawyers have been contacted (laughs) come at me chester (laughs) (laughs) come on me come on me come daddy long legs anyways what Speaking of um, uh, things Nick talked about in therapy um, (laughs) this week. Your daddy and his long legs. My dad does not have long legs. Um, Your daddy and his short little stubby nub legs. My daddy and his T-Rex legs. No, I... (laughs) I'm going to fucking vomit. (laughs) You started it. Um, No, you. No, you. you, So, <laughs> I love being able to see where, I can see exactly where people drop off listening in an episode, and sometimes I'll look at a dip, and I'm like, what happened there? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta go. <gasps> Woo! Anyways, um, it's like, oh, I started speaking. So, uh... <laughs> That's when I stopped listening, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Even while we're recording. <laughs> These are noise-canceling headphones. I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> it's amazing that it's this coherent. <laughs> I'm just really good we're at guys, reading we're, lips. We're, we're, we're actually recording this separately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Imagine listening to an episode and just thinking that. Being like, being like they recorded this separately. And it just sounds like the most, like, like, like fucking... <laughs> psychotic shit oh my well the God. next time you have to live at my house she for does. christmas and we take delta eight yes that's what we're gonna do my first time my first time doing marijuana exactly yes um as a good christian girl anyways back to what i learned in therapy this week mm-hmm. slash last week i'll start with the less um life-changing revelation 
great. Was it um, that your dad has short I don't legs? Know. I don't know. That's why I prefer tall men. Um, I don't know if I've <laughs> talked about this on the podcast. Um, have I talked about being arachnophobic? Have I ever mentioned that on here? You've mentioned it to me. I can't remember if we were recording it or if that was a private conversation. <laughs> that was personal. You don't remember from his business. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't remember if, if we had our, or our business caps on. Yeah, yeah. Um, our, <laughs> <laughs> our business fedoras. Um, Nick, I need to say something to you. So, business fedoras off. <laughs> You're going to need to take your cap off for this one. <laughs> the business fedoras stay on <laughs> You know they do. Woo! Okay. So I okay, when I say I'm arachnophobic, I'm talking about spiders at a certain size and up. Like the spiders that I interact with on a daily basis. <laughs> like, you know, like whatever, like spiders in your house, like on the wall, in your bathroom, whatever. Like normal size spiders. Do not scare me. Do not make me anxious. Don't do anything. Like, literally don't do anything for me. It's when you go into the Forbidden Woods in Harry Potter land and those <laughs> giant fucking spiders attacking you. Is that the fear? Yeah, and I think that... Hogwarts? What is that world called? The Wizarding World? Is that what it's called? Uh, uh I mean, that's not what it's... They what is their, like, it. planet called? It's Earth, girl boss. It's planet Earth. <laughs> I mean, but it's in, like, a, like, it's, like, behind a cloak. Well, no, it's, like, the idea is that there's, like, wizards and witches, like, living among... The idea is that, like, it's a entire world, like, hidden from pe- non-magical people. Okay, period. So it's like, they don't have, like, a name for their island or wherever the fuck? Scotland? Okay, <laughs> That's where Hogwarts is. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Aye, aye, aye. Um, I mean, I think that's where my arachnophobia probably came from, because I saw, I saw fucking Chamber of Secrets when i was like seven and then it's like oh let's show this like skyscraper sized tarantula attack these 12 year olds and rate this movie pg and then give me lifelong spider trauma um oh my god so that's probably where it came from okay except that movie also has a giant ass snake and i have nothing about snakes snakes don't like i don't have a snake phobia at all can't relate so, yeah, so I'm like, maybe it's not from that movie. I don't know where exactly it came it came from, but spiders up it at a certain size. Like, I would say, like, tarantula and above, absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, below tarantula that might At the fuck risk me up of sounding bit. like a bitch. Go crazy. Isn't that kind of most people? Wouldn't you say the, <laughs> the people who are like, fuck yeah, huge spiders, I love them, are in mm-hmm. the minority? I mean, those people are definitely in the minority. However, like the the feeling of fear that I get, um, I I don't get this type of anxiety with anything else in my life. Okay, at at all, it's like a very unique thing. It's like as I described to my therapist, I said it's like like all I want is to completely disconnect my mind from my body. Like I want to fully dissociate when I'm dealing with like big ass spiders and their legs and their many eyes and so to answer your question no i don't think most people have this phobia to the extent that i do i don't think i don't think most people are like yeah (laughs) big ass spiders (laughs) i don't think most people find them pleasant or anything i don't think i'm like special in that regard but this is you're not special (laughs) this is absolutely like an acute 
phobia and anxiety of mine. Um, like I like I was watching the third Lord of the Rings movie with Massimo a few months ago, and I was like, "Hey, girl boss, like we're gonna have to fast forward the scene with the fucking giant spider that attacks them for like forty minutes." <laughs> like we're like we're either gonna have to skip it or I like I literally will just not look at the screen, which is also fine. I can do that. Um, and I don't think most people are like that. There was also another, oh, I did. I have talked about this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like we watched, uh, we watched an episode of the Mandalorian and there was like some spider like massive creature with like in a cave with like all of its eggs and then they all like hatched. And I was like, this is like literally like my worst nightmare. And it went on for 20 minutes and I got so sweaty under this blanket of not looking at the screen. And I like went up for air real quick and I accidentally looked at the screen and it was like right when the massive spider was like descending on the spaceship <laughs> and I was like oh I'm like actually gonna like go kill myself <laughs> like I hate oh it. my god I hate it so much anyways so I realized that like this is like actually like a pretty intense phobia and like yeah. and I don't like it at all because there's no reason like like the, the fakes, the, the fake Harry Potter spider can't hurt you, Nick. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, like I like I know that, and so I hate that it like instills this fear in me. Um, but I realize I've literally never talked about it with a mental health professional. Um, because I, I I guess I feel like it hasn't been like big enough of an issue for me to bring up. Um, but I mentioned it to my therapist yesterday. I was like, hey, yo, quick one eighty. Um, I'm terrified of spiders at a certain size and above. Um, and then she asked me to like kind of describe the feeling, and I'm like, "This is, this is like the physical sensation I get." And she's like, "Okay, that sounds like a phobia." Um, and she talked about working with. Well, then <laughs> the first thing she says is, "So, have you heard of exposure therapy?" And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> and then she said, "Release the spiders," and they felt. <laughs> and she said, like, "Descend," and I like look up in my room. <laughs> <laughs> and then she turned into a giant spider i hear like a knock at my door <laughs> I just jump out my window it's a spider in a suit yeah. he's, he's like, like I'm, hello, not sc- I'm not scary i'm here to he's like i'm here to bridge the divide between our differences and i'm like this isn't like a homophobic thing this is like <laughs> Your therapist called me and asked if I would feel comfortable dressing up in like a mascot spider suit <laughs> and hanging out with you. I said I don't have enough PTO to do that, but maybe in the future. So she says, um, she says, have you heard of exposure therapy? And I'm like, uh-huh, I have. <laughs> yeah. You like forget everything I just said. I love spiders. Gotta go. Yeah, I was like, spiders are my favorite animal. Um, and she says, okay, like what? Like, what are you thinking of when you hear exposure therapy? And I'm like, I don't know, fear factor? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, putting, like, I'm putting my hand in, like, a glass box full of spiders and Joe Rogan is there. <laughs> Have you heard of exposure therapy? Yeah, I don't know. Just Joe Rogan's probably involved somehow. I need, I have a Joe Rogan phobia. <laughs> My phobia is our podcast doing so well that it becomes my full-time job and I don't have to work retail anymore. Can I have exposure therapy for that? <laughs> anyway, Please. so I was like, so I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess like that's what I think of exposure therapy. I don't actually know what it is in like an actual professional setting. 
Um, and she's like, well, the way exposure therapy works is you create a hierarchy of fear. So think of it like a scale of one to a hundred. I'm one getting being, sweaty. One, <laughs> one being, well, I think this is very helpful. Um, one being this doesn't, this like barely causes me any anxiety um, or fear or like anything. And then a hundred being like literally the absolute worst thing imaginable um, in terms of this phobia. So one for me could be like a picture of a cartoon spider, something like that. Like, like a friend and her web, like, 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 like a friendly looking cartoon spider, <laughs> like salute fucking Dacians. Like, <laughs> Nick, I am going to be in a spider costume in the corner of your room just being like, salutations all fucking day. Uh, my it's sleep your birthday surprise. Demons. It's Clarice climbing up to my balcony in a spider <laughs> I just hit you with a broom. I'm like, down. Salutations. Okay. So pretty much she's like, yeah, actually, um, you can cure phobias in two to three hours. And I'm like, oh, girl boss, excuse me, what? <laughs> how I talk to my therapist. I'm like, girl boss, what? So, <laughs> literally, how so I would. That's how so I, I imagine. Was like, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Becky, spill the tea, girl boss. Um, and she's like, yeah. So you just come up with this hierarchy, and it can be like, you can have three things on it, you can have twenty things on it, like whatever. But you just build this thing from, you just like build this scale, and so you start with one. And so I look at the picture of the cartoon spider. And maybe my anxiety goes up like a tiny bit. And then I just like keep looking and keep sitting with the anxiety. And then it will go down because like physiologically you can't stay at that. Like like you you literally just can't have that much anxiety and fear like it physically <laughs> for that long. So you wait until it's gone down and you wait until like, okay, I think I can go to the next level. And then you just keep doing that. Un- and what, like, until they shove spiders up your asshole? Like... Well, until whatever your 100 is. Until, like, the, the absolute worst thing, the absolute, like, scariest thing. Okay, what is me. your absolute scariest thing? Like, my absolute scariest thing probably. is probably being, like, eaten by a spider. So, what, do I die at the end of exposure therapy? <laughs> Girl, like, congratulations! So. Yeah. <laughs> then they kill you. <laughs> so, I think my 100, I'm like, in terms of, like, things I could, like, realistically do, my 100 would probably be... Probably like with the ninety to one hundred range is probably the scene from Harry Potter, the scene from Lord of the Rings, and the scene from The Mandalorian. So they transport like, you to fantasy land and throw like spiders I, at you. <laughs> no, no, like sitting down to watch that. That's oh. my one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I, like right now at this moment, I don't think I would be able to do that. Um, Interesting. But this would like get me to that level, and then if I was able to watch those and like actually just like sit with it and get my anxiety down and just do it enough where I'm like, okay, like magic spider isn't going to hurt you no more. Um, you know, I think, I think that would be, I think that'd be lovely. It sounds very exhausting. Um, and you don't need to do it all at once, but you can, if you choose to, I just thought that was very interesting that like, that's the, that's what exposure therapy is, is like kind of creating this like ladder. No, that, you that go is up. interesting. Um, and I was just thinking about like other ways that you could utilize that for like other types of anxiety in your life. And I just wanted to share with the audience. <laughs> also, welcome back to Two Girls, One Brain Cell. Rate us five stars. Subscribe. Tell your oh friends. Oh my God. My name's Claire. <laughs> the one over there is Nick. Hi. 
That's me. Um, <laughs> yep, the brains, that's me. I'm the beauty. Together. <laughs> she said, he's the brains, I'm the cell. Not I funny. told you that my mom was like, "Yeah, how's the podcast? I'm like, good. And she's like, what's it called again? Two girls, one brain cell? Hmm. I don't get it. Oh, well, you know, it's it's a joke um, that we kind of got from my friend Janessa. And she's like, I just don't get it. You know, two girls? And I'm like, yeah, mom, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, girl boss. <laughs> Garlinda, it's not for you. <laughs> if you can't get past the title, you cannot you cannot fully <laughs> submerge into the the into brain cell girls cinematic, cinematic universe, universe, girl. Yeah, no, literally. Um Absolutely not. Yeah. Um it's not for everyone, you know, it's really intense. Um you have to kind of build a your own hierarchy of episodes of like building up. <laughs> Which episode do you think is the scariest, Nick? <laughs> oh, okay. I hi people. Um, so I had another thing from therapy, but you go say it. I've been talking forever. Oh, I didn't know this was the Nick's therapy episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bada bing. I know that was unintentional, but you just sound like such a god. No, I intended to sound like a god. Okay. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Oh, I didn't know this was Nick's therapy episode. I'm like, girl, that's every episode. It's every episode until Clare gets a therapist and then takes over. Which, by the way, people, finding a therapist who takes my insurance and... <laughs> the real fear factor. Specializes in my issues. Mm-hmm. And is accepting new patients is it's a, unicorn. a fucking uphill battle. Um, I found one woman that I really, I like. She looked like a Laura Duran lookalike almost. And I thought she would be like, I don't know, kind of tough love, a little like mean, but also like gentle yet firm. And I was like, I love her. I want her. <laughs> and she wasn't accepting new patients either. So I did spend. You should send one of them an email and be like, I know you're not accepting new patients, but let me try to pitch myself. <laughs> let me pitch how unwell I am. I I spent one of my lunch breaks at work on psychology today looking at potential therapists and just sending Nick screenshots of them being like, do you think this one would cure my problems? And it's just like old men. I'm like, you don't get me, Gary. He's I feel trying like it's, his best. It's so, it's a double-edged sword for this website to have pictures of therapists because on one hand i'm like i would like to talk to someone somewhat young i don't I mean i would rather not talk to someone in their 70s i want to talk to someone who looks somewhat similar to me i just feel like it's like easier to have like to like feel understood maybe by someone who like no i get that eh. no yeah you want you want to like you want it to f- be able to be like as easy to feel like familiar and comfortable like as quickly as possible right exactly yeah yeah but at the same time now i'm like analyzing their pictures and i'm like okay well homegirl has a selfie but homegirl has a professional photo but like what is this jacket she's wearing she's not gonna understand me and i'm like i'm like i need to see a therapist about the way that i'm choosing a therapist good grief i'm like we're in too deep (laughs) my issues are too big for even laura dern herself (laughs) <laughs> the dream's collapsing <laughs> like no i was literally about to be like yeah you should probably see a therapist about the way you're choosing a therapist uh 
Anyway, I had a child psychiatrist I saw the summer after my junior year Mm -hmm. for a little bit. I liked her. Can I go sit in her like little nursery and talk to her again? (laughs) Nursery? Does she only see children? I think so. My psychiatrist is a child and adolescent psychiatrist, but he also sees adults. Or are you just a child and adolescent in his mind? He's like, your brain is so underdeveloped. I, 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 I No, I am. He like still calls me a kid. And I'm like, I'm like 13 years younger than you. Like, <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, that was that was um, that was also important for me um, when I was choosing a therapist when I moved down here slash my psychiatrist who I then did therapy with um, where I my therapist in Eugene was like <laughs> a woman. I didn't realize this was a chloray coughing hour. Fuck you. <laughs> My coffee went down the wrong hole. I'm Girl, I think there's only one. On the screen. <laughs> what I was going to say, uh, when I was looking for a therapist in, when I moved down to Orange County for Chapman, my therapist in Eugene was uh, a woman who was like around my parents' age mm-hmm. um, and just had like, I mean, the most, I mean, it's good that you're being, it, it, it is good that you're being picky about <laughs> <laughs> a therapist um because uh arguably the most important aspect of therapy like is the relationship more so than like any techniques or whatever that you mm-hmm. that you do like the relationship is the dynamic is what heals so i guess like the, the dynamic, dynamic i is what heals. the dynamic i had with her was like definitely more like maternal english teacher vibes um <laughs> we all know what i'm saying and like she breastfed you and so, jesus christ um and so with my psychiatrist down here it was like i just didn't want to do that again yeah i guess i just wanted to do something different and not because it didn't work for me i just wanted to do something different so then i found this guy and he was like 33 and a man and i'd never seen a man th- for therapy so it was very fascinating and now i'm with a woman who's also pretty young and like 30 um it's definitely it's it's nice there are definitely like pros and cons of like a younger versus older therapist but um so the other thing i learned in therapy this was last week yeah um and i already told you this i think over voice memo but i was in summary we were just talking about um (laughs) we were talking about my feelings of self-worth or lack thereof (laughs) Uh and she was like when do feelings of self-worth uh like like when does your self-esteem go down or like when do these like negative thoughts like like can you think of times when they've been triggered or like whatever and i'm like oh well like i mean it's very easy like my entire senior year of high school with kyle like was just like a pit of (laughs) self-esteem uh garbage and and then with the uh i don't think did we give him a name the guy in college the las um, vegas stuff the caesar's palace fountain the caesar's fountain palace caesar's fountain palace man yeah so like caesar those those are two relationships where like i've definitely felt a lack of um self-worth in it and like not even necessarily <laughs> through fault of theirs um sometimes 
through fault of theirs, but not always. And um, anyway, so we were just talking about that, and then she whips out, um, yeah, uh, in psychology, like research shows that we um we analyze our own behavior and actions and patterns of behavior and infer our feelings from that analysis and then i was like oh hold up that's gonna fuck up my entire week and then it did because then i could not stop thinking about it and i'm like what are you talking about like i don't get it my brain is too small can you put it in baby terms for the baby so this is very okay so this is simplistic to the point of like you can poke an obvious hole in it (laughs) um but just ignore the hole um as i always do i buy flowers for okay i buy flowers for you you do (laughs) i buy flowers for you i give you the flowers i write a or no i don't even write anything i just i give you flowers my i see myself do that action and I infer from like, oh, I gave Claret flowers. That must mean I feel this way about Claret. Okay. <clears throat> so that's the very simplistic way. Ignoring the whole. Ignoring the fact that like, obviously, if you buy flowers for someone, there's there's like some type of motivation there. There's some type of intention there. Um, so that's that's why it's like overly simplistic to the point of like not almost not being a great example. And it's more about like more complex dynamics and relationships um so for example with let's use kyle for example uh i i was like i'm gonna make up numbers i was putting in 120 percent into (laughs) that relationship and he was putting in like let's say 30 whatever um so then i see that massive divide that massive gap uh in effort and reciprocity is that the word i don't know um and just how how much i'm putting in how little he's putting in um and so i analyze my behavior and those patterns and i infer that um i care about him a lot i care about him a lot more than he cares about me he doesn't care about me as much than he doesn't care about me than then why should I care about me? Then I'm worthless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I hope that I'm makes here. sense. No, no, no. That okay, makes cool. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So that's that's that was the uh, context in which we were talking about it, and it was like more complex than that, even. But that's the general idea: is um, you analyze your own behavior and you infer based on that. And it's it was just kind of a really strange flip of like how you usually think of cause and effect mm-hmm. of being like you know i like i feel this way about claret so i'm gonna buy her flowers not i'm buying her flowers oh since i bought her flowers i must feel this way about her um yeah interesting yeah so, so now i'm like analyzing everything you did all week <laughs> no i but i wasn't overanalyzing everything i did all week but i did think about um i did think about like okay if we if i just like accept that hypothesis that behavior precedes feelings mm-hmm. in a simplistic way um if i just accept that hypothesis um that means i'm actually in a lot more control about how i feel about things than i think if my behavior has a significant impact and dictates how i feel about something 
So if I want to change how I feel about something, I need to change how I behave about something. So for example, if I, oh am, God, if I'm in a dynamic with someone, um, let's use Kyle once again. Um, if I'm in a dynamic, uh, with Kyle, not that this is currently, <laughs> I'm using this as a hypothetical for seven years ago. Um, if I, if I feel like I'm at a hundred and he's at 30, uh, what and that's making me feel bad what can i do to not feel bad about that well i can't make him go from 30 to 100 but i can go from 100 to 30 and then that will be equal so even if that sounds awful even if i'm like oh shit i don't want to like quote unquote lose that 70 i don't know what unit of measurement we're using but if i don't want to like lose if I don't want to lose those 70 cups uh, for Kyle, cups for Kyle. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking frat, like, philanthropy. Uh, cups for Kyle. Uh, yeah. Are you coming to Cups for Kyle? Who are you bringing as your date? Wait, have you talked to DG about coming to Cups for Kyle? Do they even... Ab- do, wait, are they sending? They are. Okay, cool, cool, cool. They're sending? What the fuck no. does that mean? <laughs> Dude, are you sending at Cups for Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm full send at Cups for Kyle. Anyway, me being in a fraternity was camp. Um, that was performance art. That was I, like... <laughs> girls, sometimes I think about it, I'm just like in the grocery store and I'm like, Nick was in a fraternity and I'm like... <laughs> and you're like, and then I need to lay down in the frozen food aisle. And I do. <laughs> and the employers are like, there she is again every Wednesday morning. Oh my goodness. Is that when you do your grocery shopping? Yep. Nice. Anyways. Oh. You'll never uh, fucking know when I do my grocery shopping, you piece of shit. Because so <laughs> it's sporadic, and I don't even know when I do my so grocery shopping. So I feel like shopping. I'm losing my 70 cups for Kyle, <laughs> and uh, and like that might give me anxiety in the moment where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that, because then, like, oh, no. However, if I go down to 30, then the relationship is, you know, much more equal, and that's going to make me feel better. So just think, thinking about things like that, I guess. Huh. Um, it's very fascinating. Yeah. How many cups of love are you putting into me? <laughs> just fucking pints and pints. <laughs> so many LaCroix. Look, are you coming to LaCroix for Cray? <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring. No, I thought it would. In my head it did. LaCroix for Cray? Because there's like L and C, like a hard C. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay well no. now that we're now that we're done with that incredible introduction is it time for nick's hate corner woo, woo. um Balakaka. oh my god <sighs> nick and i got so inspired when nick started to go off about things that he hates last <laughs> week the week before whenever the fuck that was which has always been a classic nick curl thing like i'll like no 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 like going on (laughs) going on like three minute non-stop like rants about some like very specific situation (laughs) so much so that in like eighth grade or ninth grade sophie created a note (laughs) on the notes app called things nick hates Um, so we've both compiled lists of things that we hate, Mm -hmm. and we're going to read them to you today. Um, I had a weirdly hard time coming Mm -hmm. up with things I hate, which Mm -hmm. is funny because I do have a lot of things. I think once we get going, I think it's going to like, 
Okay. I think, I think these hamsters are going to start. I don't love fixating up. on things that I hate, and I've like, <laughs> for the eight millionth time, made a lot of effort in my life to be less of like a negative, hateful, cynical bitch. Oh. Meh. So I don't like fixate on that anymore. And while I was making my list, I did run into the issue that I feel like a lot of things on my list are things I'm actually just very like OCD about. Mm. Not so much things that fill me with hatred. However, mm -hmm. let's get this ball rolling. Do you want to go first, Nick? Oh, I think. I think we're also going to split this up into two episodes. Just so everybody's well aware, um, half is now and half is next week. And Nick, what's at the top of your list? Okay, I guess, okay, the first thing I want to talk about, a lot of these will probably be, like, road-related, because I do live in Los Angeles, and if you live in Southern California, driving is, like, a top three personality trait. Um, Nick drives like a straight man. Nick dri Nick driving is honestly... <laughs> what? <laughs> you just drive with, like, this weird, like, toxic masculine energy that's kind of hot. When you backed into that spot in that Starbucks, I've never been so aroused. Never been so aroused by it. And just like when people are That's going slow true. and you're trying to get to Tom's one hour photo lab and you're zipping around him, it has like macho manly energy. Not to say you can't be macho and a homosexual, but it has, it's, it exudes no, 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 I, hetero energy. It's not that you can't be macho and be gay. It's just that me specifically you wouldn't necessarily associate the word macho with Nick Curl. Until he um, gets behind the wheel of that Tesla. Anyways, so a lot of these are going to be driving related. And first up, a very specific situation. So we're all familiar with a four-way <laughs> intersection <laughs> where everyone has a stop sign. All right? We've all been all, there. All four corners, baby. They all have a stop sign. And I don't know about you, but I read the <laughs> the driver's manual <laughs> before getting my license. I studied so hard for my license test. This will not come as a surprise. <laughs> I didn't. I walked in to take the permit test like I owned the place without reading anything. And I sat down in front of that multiple choice machine and I'm like, oh, what is a safety corridor? Uh yeah, I'm just not a good test taker or student, um, but now I did I do know. driver's ed, so I do have like a brain full of knowledge. I yeah, now I know what a safety corridor is, and I will never forget. So, I sure as fuck don't. Okay, tell me about your tell me about your four way. So my four way, one two three. Okay, four way intersection. Everyone has a stop sign. I read the driver's manual. How it works is, whoever arrives first. <laughs> uh huh goes first wow and if you guys get there at the same time then the person to the right gets to go first if you guys arrive at the same time the person on the right gets to go first so it seems really simple to me honestly and i do not <laughs> and i just don't fucking understand people who not that they don't know that this is the rule but they Try to be quote unquote polite, and you roll up to this intersection like three seconds after they got there, which in driving time is a lot. Like you get there yeah. and like they're just they're just Jay chilling, and then you pull up, you you hit the brakes, you're at zero zero mph, and <laughs> and they are sitting there and they're fucking Ford Fiesta looking at you and just like and. 
I will just sit there and they'll look at you and then they'll wave. They're like, go. I'm being polite. Go ahead. And it's like, who are these people? I know everyone I know is an asshole. I know these people are fucking assholes. No, I know. But I mean, like, they think my friends are aggressive, but they're also doing they're also doing it in a very asshole way where it's like, I'm being polite. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. No, you're not. You're being an asshole. Like, I don't want you to be polite when you're driving. I want you to be predictable and I want you to follow the rules of the road and like not be an asshole, which includes not following the rules of the road. You were there first. Go. And then when people get pissed off when I don't go and I'm like, no, you have the right away. Fucking go. And they're like, and I'm like, how was your like anger level at that? Like, (laughs) like at a 90 like so consistently we'll get back to road rage that's also on my list so that's my thing about four-way intersections that like makes me like like white hot rage where i'm like lit you were here first what are you doing in there are you working on a watercolor drive oh my god have you ever rolled up to a four-way intersection with three other people at the same time and you all get there at the same time because that makes me want to throw the car in reverse i'm like this is there's too much math involved here we could all slam on the gas and just run into each other let's head on this bitch i can't deal with this four-way indeed um i mean i'm sure that has happened to me i can't I can't think of the last time it did, but I know that it has. Okay, I will say one thing I do like involving the the one time that I feel like road rage could tear us apart, but it actually brings us together when there's like traffic lights <laughs> that are like out for some reason, so it's all the flashing red, and it's like the sense a- of community when a street light is out. I'm like. Okay, can we, like, all have this energy all the time? Like, I'm like, if we could apply this same energy to, like, I don't know, getting vaccinated, can you imagine? Universal healthcare to, like, anything we put our minds to, truly. Yeah, it, like, makes me warm and fuzzy. I want to, like, go around the block and do it again. I'm no, like, I'm just like, I'm like, we should, we should, ne- we, like, abolish streetlights. <laughs> like, like, why does it bring the community together? Okay, but then every time I'm at a stop sign, I'm like, this is the same thing. Yes. This is literally the same thing. Also, can we talk about yield signs and stop signs? Because people treat stop signs as yield signs, and people pretend yield signs are exist in a different dimension that is invisible to them. I am one of the people that treats a stop sign like a yield sign. Come at okay, me. We Write all, me a fucking ticket. We all are. A we California all, stop. Fuck we, you. <laughs> God, I've never heard that. That's disgusting. I know. Yeah. Everyone treats stop signs like a yield sign because if you roll up to an intersection and you can see every other road at that intersection, if you can see like pretty clearly that no one else is there, it's okay to get down to four. And then if you come you know, to a complete go back stop up to- when you can see that no one else is coming, that is performative. Quit with your fucking performative stopping. Performative Sorry, have driving. Run, have you ever run a red light? Not like, not like approaching a street light. That's red and being like, fuck my life. <laughs> but like, have you ever been at a been at a red light and then been like, okay, fuck this and gone? Uh, yes, twice in my life. Um, okay. 29th and Amazon by the Amazon dog park. Yeah. That light, I was leaving Kyle's house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did this twice. <laughs> Driving home. Uh, it was like 1 a.m. or something. It was so fucking late. And this left, in that left turn mm-hmm. signal would it was like two and a half minutes and nothing was happening and i'm like yeah i'm i gotta go like i'm not doing this 
when I was so ooh. I ran it and I did that twice and I was like I'm a I'm a bad boy going to um regionals my junior year I woke up late Terrifying. and like people were already at the like bus station that was leaving from downtown Springfield which was like 15 minutes away from my house and so I frantically threw shit in a bag had to go pick up my fucking accompanist the piano boy it was a literal living nightmare I'm flying there it's 5 a.m. my six months weren't up yet and so I wasn't even supposed to have another person in my car oh can we talk about the six months no no we can't about that fuck that that got my ass in so much trouble fuck that anyway wait you got in trouble for that by my parents oh okay I got in trouble like with my therapist she like low-key like shamed me about it she was like yeah you know like 90% 90% of accidents happen within 10 minutes of home. And I'm like, also 90% of driving happens within 10 minutes of home. Like, what a dumb statistic. Truly. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, okay. Anyway. Uh, but I was approaching the, I think we were leaving from A3, that high school, because we shared a bus with them because they had like three students. So they're like, can we hitch a ride? And um, I was at a stoplight. <laughs> Like, Can you right. imagine your school's name being a letter and a number? Couldn't be me. Um, but I was approaching it. I was like three blocks away and I was like, I need to get there. It was 5 a.m. There was no You're one fine. else on the road. You're fine. So I like stopped and then ran it. I like said it to the guy next to me. I'm like, should I just run it? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And there was a car behind me that honked at me. And I was like, fuck you. I know what I did. Also, like, do like. What did that car want? You to just feel shame or did they want you to like stop in the intersection, go in reverse and then. Like, <laughs> also later that night I got pulled over for the first time. <gasps> Crazy. Speeding on Ferry Street Bridge. Dead ass. No. The not cop the was Ferry so Bridge. hot. Oh, okay. And I was honest with him and I told him I drove my drunk boyfriend home and he was like, you're not in your six months. You've had your license for like three days. And I was like, I hear you. And you're he like, is like, there anything I can do? No, literally. He was <laughs> like, well, it's good you didn't like abandon drunk people to fend for themselves. So have a good night. And I was like, yeah. thanks, daddy. Long legs. Like, Thank, <laughs> thanks, hot cop. Why are Eugene cops like really hot? That I don't know if that's me. necessarily a true statistic, but um, Eugene firefighters as well. Anyways. Okay, my turn, my turn, my turn. Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> I know I've talked about this a little bit (laughs) hither and thither on the pod. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate, (laughs) I hate social media just for so many reasons, but I also love it. I think she's like, (laughs) I was like, find it hard to believe. (laughs) There's elements I love and elements I fucking despise. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying any of this with the intention that like, I think we should be like face tuning and photoshopping and like, being fake bitches on the internet oh i know where you're going and i want to join you on this ride (laughs) however how yes ever join me at this stop sign nicholas yes let's all all floor it at once let's floor it (laughs) live show (laughs) it is the year 2021 i've been actively on social media girl i had a facebook in seventh grade like I've been using Instagram She's different. since it like picked up when I was in high school, probably like 2013 was when I like was into Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. I know that Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and everything is a fucking highlight reel. 
I know everything on the internet. Yeah. If you have social media, you know, you know in your big brain that you can curate it to be however you want to be perceived. You can, whether that's simply posting some things and not posting others, only posting good angle angles. Oh my God, angles. Or... Or like all the way into like photoshopping and like blatantly catfishing and lying, which I think is mm-hmm. like a different territory. I would agree. But I think we all know when we get on to use Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you have to take everything you're seeing with some grain of salt and know like even your friends that you're seeing, it's not like that is not what their life is 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, these are things I know. These are things I know. Yes. However. Do you feel, quick question, what? do you feel like. I mean, not do feel like, but your, like your Instagram, how do you feel like you, uh, like what, I... to, what type of story are you telling <laughs> with like your feed? God, I think way too much about myself. I, <laughs> the, the story I'm trying to tell with my feed is you don't know anything about me. I want to both overshare and also be as mysterious as possible. <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, I understand the words coming out of your mouth. In sequence, it's a little hard to decipher. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I've always like, I don't want, okay, back up. Rewinding. I've always had this fear of people seeing me on Instagram. I low-key get recognized. It's weird. And then. Yeah. Like, okay. When you told me. Like, it's happened several times, and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, it happens, kind of. What? It happens, like, once or twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl boss is a straight-up info. You're I like, don't know what's happening. You're a genuine, like, Eugene nano influencer. It's everything <laughs> you've ever wanted. <laughs> Literally my dream. Um, I never want someone to see me in person for the first time and be like, oh, she looks very different than she does on the internet. So I always try to, like post like the second best picture of myself from like a photo shoot or like (laughs) I have never been one to like edit out imperfections or whatever and that's just like what imperfections shut up that's just like a level of I don't know self-awareness confidence I it's like but it's it's not it's coming from a fear or of like being fake I guess so with Mm. that I guess I'm hyper aware of this. Uh, In the last, God, it's been going on for like five fucking years. Every day I see these paragraph posts on my feed from people I follow. I'm so sorry. And just like on my explore and from influencers being like, this isn't my real life. And like, I get it. Not everyone posts pictures of themselves crying like I do. But there, they'll be like this. <laughs> most most people. Like, this is a highlight reel. My life isn't perfect. Me and my boyfriend fight. I have bad days, and I'm like, that is being a person. Does anyone? The comments also are always like, "Wow, thank you for your radical vulnerability." Does anyone? And it's like that's our thing. <laughs> I'm like, actually, try hard. Oh God. Does anyone? look at other people's feeds and think this is their life constantly. Their life is perfect. They have no problems. I'm going to stop you right now. If you're listening to this and you've for some reason thought either of our lives are perfect. They're fucking not. Get your head <laughs> out of your ass. listening to this has ever thought that. It's, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. But even, like, even with this, even with the podcast, 
it's not that um it's not that we're lying about anything um or being fake in any way but it's like there are things that we just like don't talk about on the podcast that would like slightly change the way that you perceive us i guess if you if you if you if you spend any time perceiving us no absolutely and now i'm wondering what people think of (laughs) i'm like looking at my instagram feed i'm like what do people think of me (laughs) i also i just kind of stopped caring i like Mm -hmm. and i also don't like share like outright a whole lot of details about my life yeah 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 my like my I mean I don't go on Facebook but like it doesn't ha- say where I work. I, yeah. My relationship status is very confusing to a lot of people on the internet, and for that I'm sorry. Really, but, dude, so many people think I'm married. Oh, okay. I was like, what do people think you're in like a polyamorous like cult or something? I have I have one next layer to my rant. Please. Okay, so in regards to relationship stuff, it has now turned into like. I'm going to be heterophobic. It has turned into couples feel so comfortable, like airing their dirty laundry Keep on it to yourself. Instagram. It's like, I'll see these posts from these married people with children. And they're like, four years ago, we were on the brink of divorce. I had the documents drawn up. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm like, like this is an app. This is Instagram.com. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't care. Like, like I, if if you if like okay so like Claire for example okay let's pretend Claire and Ryan have been married for four years and two years ago you and were maybe on the br- we have you wouldn't two, fucking know <laughs> you'll never know and two years ago you were on the brink of divorce and Claire had the papers drawn up like as your friend I would care about that as your friend as someone who follows you on Instagram I don't fucking care and I just the, think it's weird it's weird it's uncomfortable no one cares. And the delusion that you think people do care enough to like to be invested in that. It's like me like some things really do not need to be on social media. And this weird like fake. We say as two mentally ill idiots with a podcast. It's it's this fake backlash. Yeah. It's this fake like quote unquote backlash or response to like Facetune and like social media is fake whatever but it's the same fucking people who did it in the first place who made social media this like fake reality world and then they're just like this isn't real and it's like yeah girl i know like no one thought it was like you like you you didn't trick us like (laughs) okay but no because they do because if you're a nosy bitch but some people are stupid oh my god that's gonna be fun to edit if you're a nosy bitch like me when you see the post that's like three years ago, he held a knife to my throat as I drew up divorce papers. I'm going to scroll back three years and look at your posts where you're like, happy birthday to this guy. Love you to the moon and back no matter what. And I'm like, well, where are you getting divorced or not? Like, I'm like, where's the knife, Rebecca? Like- <laughs> it's like you can't both be fake and then ultra vulnerable and oversharing. Like you have to pick one. Which one do you guys think we should? <laughs> <laughs> it's all a lie. This Nick and I are so face. My name isn't real. Nick. <laughs> Josh, shut up. I had a shh, I had like this weird daydream in Target today where I'm like, oh god, what if someone from work sees me and they like 
try to come up to me and they're like, Nick, Nick. And what if I pretend that like I'm not Nick? <laughs> do you ever do you ever think about that? You're like, what if I literally pretend that I like you're like, oh, th- I think you have me confused with someone else. Yeah, constantly. Just whenever like I'm in public. Fully gaslight a coworker in Target. Every day. Yeah. Clary, let me ask you something. Oh no. Have you ever been gaslit so hard? <laughs> Go fist yourself. Clary, have you ever been gaslit so hard that you started to think you were crazy? <laughs> Once again, everybody, everybody pause the podcast. Woo! Go to the dictionary. Go to your big old dictionary sitting on your shelf there. Blow the dust off. Why do I look at my shelf? <laughs> Take that that big old 15-pound dictionary off your shelf and flip to the G section. Yep, scroll down. There, do you see gaslight? Do you see what the definition is? Did you read it? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Now stop fucking using it incorrectly, please. Honestly, I'd be fine if we just, like, phased that word out at this point. I'm just like... Like, sorry, like, who is the 17-year-old girl on TikTok being like, I was gaslit because someone lied to me. I'm like, that's what? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're all canceled. Okay, what's your next? What's your next hate? (laughs) Okay. Uh, My second one. My second one is going to bite. Do you want to? Okay, I'm going to read them to you and then you pick. Cool. Okay, so (laughs) in the gay community, um... I don't even know. I, I I don't even know how to start this. I guess just like overarching statement, umbrella, whatever. Like gay men in America slash like I don't know Western countries. I guess like North America and Europe. Um, just have like such a horrifying, <laughs> just like a horrifying um expectations and standards of what is considered attractive and what is um (laughs) and what is uh what is desirable and yeah that was very vague but like this get into it get into it like this is such a large topic that i don't know how to like yeah i don't know how to summarize it but okay i mean i was talking about this with dan yesterday and I was talking about how, like, like gay men, like, just, I'm going to use we because I am one. We have this, like. Except for when you're driving. We have this nearly. <laughs> and I'm a craving for puss. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm driving, like, pussy in my face, like KFC. What? What it's was that? the worst that? thing you ever said, and I'm oh, still friends please? with you. Courting. I have yes, to stay your friend after that. That's awful. Oh, my God. Nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Back from technical fucking nothing happened you guys don't know that we just stopped for 20 minutes i wasn't left alone to spiral for 20 minutes my caretaker nick didn't leave me alone clary clary can't be left unattended (laughs) okay as i was saying um i am a gay man except when i am driving um (laughs) that's when that's when the heterosexual in me rears his head unfortunately so (laughs) when his foreskin retracts oh oh. (laughs) i'm sorry it's true it's true um yeah i I don't even know what that sensation is (laughs) it's fucking crazy man (laughs) when my clitoris reveals herself um 
Doesn't even compare to Cups for Kyle. <laughs> Dude, Cups for Kyle, Clitoris for Clare. Um <laughs> I'm good. Keep them to yourself, ladies. Oh my god. Okay. So gay men, we have this like almost like a universal standard, at least in North America and Europe and stuff, you know. Um in terms of like what is beautiful, etc. And Okay. No, just like a, a, a like we have this No no no, I know, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. we I'm have just... this like standard or like archetype of masculinity of like i don't know like i i I literally am just thinking of like (laughs) fucking like the statue of david okay yeah like that see like that seems to be but with like a massive dong instead like that seems to be kind of the standard that gay men have decided on um and like i you know uh i include myself in in that grouping like that is also kind of this like unicorn ideal man i guess that gay men just like have this like fantasy of both wanting to be with but also wanting to be oh we're back to this and and, (sighs) so i just think it's fascinating how i'm trying to i'm trying to keep this focus on like ranting (laughs) things that i don't like i mean it's 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 fucking awful like it (laughs) yeah it's it's like it's it's genuinely terrible like how um really really brutal and vicious um dating is among gay men uh like the there's a joke (laughs) i've literally i've like never watched this show but i i've seen the screen cap um of american dad uh and it's just (laughs) okay and it's just like i i could not give you any context for the scene but it's like two gay guys talking to a woman and one of the one of the guys says i'm straight skinny but i'm gay fat (laughs) nick am i straight skinny or gay fat oh my god so am i am i gay skinny nick (laughs) tell me i'm gay skinny girl you're a woman (laughs) uh and I mean, holy, holy shit. Like that's, that's so like, yeah, that's, that's Ew, exactly, I hate that. that's exactly what the, the thinking is like in turn. And like, I don't know. I just, I've just, I've just found it uh, pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you feel like there's a standard you can't live up to? Oh, I, I mean, yeah, of course. It's like. Do you like feel like you're never going to be good enough, Nick? Is that <laughs> what you're trying to say you hate about the gay community? <laughs> Uh, in part, you feel yes. Like you're always gonna be fucking worthless. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So, well, the thing is, is that okay? So this is like an ideal that, like I said, you, we, we both want to be with, and we both want to be. Um, mm-hmm. slight tangent off of that thought. So th- I do find it interesting how, like, you know, okay, obviously this is a generalist. Jesus. What the fuck? I hate living on this Oh, I felt street. like I was there. Oh, my. Aw. So, I I find it interesting how... Okay, obviously, this is a generalization and, like, hashtag not all gays. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure there are gay guys who are like, yeah, I don't... That That isn't my standard. But, like, really, by and large, the majority, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's this, like... I, I can find a photo of a guy where it's, like, oh, this is, like the quote-unquote like ideal guy Mm -hmm. for for gay men um obviously there are exceptions do not 
text me or DM me if you are the exception and want to be like, well, I'm not because I don't care. Um, <laughs> like, holy crap, I don't, I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> this is a generalization. I'm aware of that. I'm done with the disclaimer. Okay. So I find it interesting that because so many gay guys want to fulfill this archetype that l- I feel like they're like, then why, why, like, why don't more gay guys like try to fulfill that archetype? I guess. Interesting. You know, cause, and this is going to come off like super judgy and it's really not meant to because <laughs> you're like, and it is <laughs> no, and like, and it, it's not meant to. And I, and I, once again, another disclaimer, I do not think like, I like, love and support like (laughs) gay men of all different uh like gender expression and like like on a scale of like masculine to feminine like it's all like it's all great and it's all like and i support all of it and uh blah 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 uh (laughs) and all that stupid bullshit and all of that okay um so i don't want this to come off judgy but i do find it fascinating that there's like a large percentage of gay men who um are mostly feminine um or have like more feminine qualities i guess um or things that we generally associate with femininity blah 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 another disclaimer i'm so sick of i'm so tired of doing that <laughs> this is a disclaimer like free zone okay cool you don't need to get <laughs> Dis- disclaimer free zone i love that yeah i think i just i just hate having to like walk on eggshells like like i'm really not trying to offend anyone i'm simply speaking about my own experience in the world um and if you and if you have a different one start your own podcast uh Uh, um oh you look so handsome when you said that start oh start a start a piggy bank and start saving up for the mic (laughs) she was pricey okay done with that love and support all of them i find it fascinating that more gay men don't try to fulfill that um or at least like pretend to i don't know um and not saying like i'm not saying that they should or they shouldn't i just think it's interesting that they don't if there is kind of this like somewhat universal archetype um but then i was thinking about it and i'm like yeah the archetype really is unattainable not just because it's like three percent body fat but because (laughs) he is the blueprint but because (laughs) not because he's like three percent body fat and like six five and like 240 pounds of like pure muscle um you know just like described me yeah no i was like looking in a mirror so not only for those reasons is it unattainable to most people um but also that archetype like is so um intrinsically tied to uh heterosexuality like this is that's what i was gonna say this 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 unicorn of a man is uh is straight even if you're not thinking it like consciously like because it's so intertwined with like masculinity like it's kfc exactly like it's it's so intertwined with masculinity heterosexuality is that i think it's like really 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 difficult for gay men to like kind of define masculinity or be masculine on their own since that is like such kind of like a seemingly crucial element of how we've defined it um and yeah i don't know i just thought it was interesting but back to like me ranting about body types it's really fucking hard to date and it's like really brutal and like i 
objective narcissism corner. I like objectively, like if I really just try to like look at myself, just like, and like dissociate and like look at myself, I'm like, Oh, I'm good looking. Like, like I'm in all right shape, I guess. (laughs) Like I dress well, I have good hygiene. I'm funny. I have like, I'm, I think I'm an interesting person. Yeah, have, most of those are true. I have skills. <laughs> Clary's like, at least like four out of five. I'm like, oh, what's the at one? At least like three yeah. of those were correct. I would agree. You, like, you are interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, three of those you could definitely like have a discussion about or like make an argument oh for, God. for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So like, I, 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 th- I think these things of me and like, I, so I, and I know that, but the way, <laughs> the way. That like trying to date has made me think of myself is like so dog shit. And it's like, it's all, it's like, it's almost funny actually how like disconnected it is from reality because I don't fit some type of whatever. And like, it's really like, it's, I mean, and it's the smallest things. And I know it because I do it too to other guys. Let's talk about body types. Cool. And let's talk about the fact that certain body types are trendy. Let's talk about the way that we've made literally body types trendy. I'm so fucking sorry. Fascinating. I'm sorry I'm flipping the script on your gay agenda here. (laughs) I I just it like fills me with rage as someone (laughs) going through it. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh my god. I have had a reoccurring thought that I wish we as human beings had zero control over what our bodies looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought you were going to say, wish... I wish we had no eyesight. <laughs> Girl, maybe that too. I wish we were a blind society. I Bringing it back to episode one, two, one of those two. Um, like, I wish that we all just had our like God-given form and there was nothing you could do about that. You could only control like your health regardless of how much you weighed and how tall you were and what your fucking measurements were. Yeah. I wish your health like, was I'm, like I'm fully talking, like your health was fully disconnected from like how you look like appearance. Yeah. Stuff. I'm yeah, talking yeah. like yeah. there's no like gaining or losing weight, no muscle mm-hmm. building. Like mm-hmm. you just have your blob form mm-hmm. and you are that blob. Mm-hmm. And if your blob has high cholesterol, you eat less eggs or whatever that that was a call out. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> no, he's eating his low fat Cheetos. He's okay. Your blob is doing well. So it's like I'm already. Like, Gay dating makes me feel like a fat piece of shit. And Gloria's like, your blob is doing well. It's losing its <laughs> cholesterol. I'm like, thanks, bestie. <laughs> You're so supportive. Just bestie oh, things. Man. On top of that, it's like we already have all this fucking like fitspo and disordered eating and like all of this bullshit tied into what we look like. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, it's like the ideal body type fucking changes. And people, young people, people younger than me and you are getting fucking permanent surgery so that they can have a fucking hourglass BBL body. I, listen, on one hand, I am like, what is BBL? What ha- a Brazilian butt lift. It's Girl, a surgery where they take fat out of, oh. it's what all the Kardashians have. It's what... Every IG baddie, if she's got a fat, juicy ass mm-hmm. and a flat stomach, she has had a BBL. So that's how Lindsay Rem did it? Yes. 
Yes. That's how Lindsay got that dump truck. <laughs> I'm sorry. BBLs make me angry. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. I want to be like, like hashtag I want to be. Your body, your choice, but also like maybe like your body be responsible, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I want to be the kind of woman who's like, I support women doing whatever they want, whether that is filling themselves. Not at the expense of other women, though. It's just. Not at the expense of other women's like mental health and like wallets, because that's expensive shit. And it's incredibly dangerous. The surgery is super dangerous. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a major (laughs) surgery, taking fat out of one part of your body and putting it in other parts of your body. Yeah. I saw a TikTok. Did I tell you this? Of a girl who, it was like what I eat in a day trying to gain weight for my BBL. Because she didn't have enough body fat to have it sucked out of her stomach and put in her ass. And I was like. Girl, you got to reconfigure your algorithm. She only came up once. But I was like, well, what's on what's on her for you, Paige, though? I'm like, what has got her to the point where like she thinks, like where that is her reality? I'm like. That is so fucking Black Mirror disconnected from the rest of the world. Yes, that truly is an episode of Black Mirror. She's gaining weight to get surgery to look like she's lost weight. Like, what? But also, okay. But also, okay, you're probably getting into this. That's like a trend. Like, that's going to go away in five years. Yeah. Have we not seen the, like, what being the, like, trendy model body looks like over the years it is eventually going to circle back to anorexic heroin chic and then is everyone gonna get their like reverse bbl so that they can be rail thin like it is alarming to me i'm like we already have enough problems as is and now we're suctioning our fat and moving it elsewhere and gaining weight to have Mm -hmm. more fat to suction i'm Mm -hmm. like i just it makes me crazy and especially the trendy element because on one hand i'm like what are you doing on the other hand, I'm like, you realize this isn't going to be cute forever. And then the other hand, I'm like, what body types aren't going to be cute forever? I'm like, I wish we had our fucking blobs. What? Um, and that's what I would say if I had a therapist. What, What's up? <laughs> what would you? Um, what would I do if I could have any plastic surgery? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Glad to know where your head's at, though. <laughs> that's not what I was going to ask. Uh, would you like how much truth do you feel is in the statement? Like there is these air quotes, there is one ideal, um, there's like an ideal woman or like, or like there's like one type of woman that's attractive. That made no sense. I don't think that's true. Okay. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. I think. Not in reality, but. (laughs) No, I know. I know. I know. I I know, you know, I just want to make sure that they know. uh, Time and space. There have been like, right now I would say there's like a couple different, like, trendy body types i think that like the main one is the like hourglass fat ass flat stomach body but I think like, there are like, other like kim k yeah okay the bbl body okay um but i think there are other bodies and i mean it's always like that's seems, i mean okay so like kim k is like currently the blueprint right i don't keep track mm-hmm. i actually don't keep track of this stuff yeah <laughs> um but okay, so you have Kim. Like, what are some other like different body types that like famous people have? I guess would you say? Um, I mean, I think like that, and then just like the ultra skinny. Okay. Like it's like the Kim Kardashian or the Kendall Jenner, you know? Interesting. 
It's what those about are the, the two opposites. What about the Kylie? She seems like Kylie is a Kim. Yeah. Okay. That's what. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's like variations of the same thing. Fascinating. But what scares me is like the young people doing it. I'm like, you're 19. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't on my list, but I forgot I have <laughs> such passion for such a thing. I guess that, that's interesting how it differs from men because I feel like men. I mean, I guess like in like society and culture at large it varies a little bit sometimes in terms of what's attractive like kind of have like the dad bod phase whatever oh i do need to add one body type to my yeah, list. yeah yeah there's also the like <laughs> the, the the gym rat bbl there's a like girl who does a fuck ton of squats arguably the healthiest body type of what i've mentioned <laughs> probably but it's the like gym sculpted yes Fat ass, the gym is her church. Waist. Yes. But it's still the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. it's the healthier BBL. <laughs> the organic BBL, if you will. <laughs> the free range, pasture raised BBL. Um, the pasture raised Oh my God. Um, yeah, I feel like it, for men, the ideal body type is, I don't know. I, I like look at like movie stars from like the 40s and like they, like, like fucking, uh, like Marlon Brando mm-hmm. would still be considered like fucking hot today. Still slide into my DMs. Yeah, or like like Clint Eastwood. Like these are guys who would still be considered like hot movie stars today well, if they were. I think part around. of that is the way that like men's fashion doesn't change as much as women's yeah. fashion does. Yeah, I mean that's just a part of the fucking patriarchy and the way that mm-hmm. capitalism peddles to women more than it does to men, or just in a different way yeah absolutely um so your life isn't as hard as mine (laughs) that's what i'm getting at here cool um (laughs) and my next pet peeve is you thinking you have it worse than me my god claire's like my next my next pet peeve is nick i'm like whoa nick curl that's all the time we have for today so i just think it's a very like it's hot water it's a it's a sticky subject because there is the element or the fear of coming across as like anti-feminist. And at the end of the day, you getting your BBL and whatever does not affect me in the least. You do you, girl boss. Girl boss all the way to planet Jupiter. I'm going to argue that it does affect you, not you specifically, Clary. I'm going to argue that like, (laughs) okay, fucking Kylie Jenner. I'm going to argue that Kylie Jenner like getting her getting a bbl which is a ridiculous sentence um i'm gonna argue that her doing that like is actively harmful to you like it creates it creates this unrealistic it like what not to sound like a fucking health textbook from seventh grade it creates an unrealistic standard of beauty and health and like what's attainable and what isn't and like and and I don't like I don't think I don't think these people are stupid. They know what they're doing. They know that the, they know the impact that they have. They know the influence that they have. And they know that like that they for better or for worse are setting trends in every in literally every regard. When I was working at um Payless, is that what we said? Yeah. Yeah. When I was working at Payless and uh Skims came out. Mm-hmm. And so my job at Payless was to just, I was just packing online orders. Um, the day that skims came out, that was like 80% of what I was packing. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Like 
that that shit was selling out and to be clear very soft seemed very comfortable but like it's 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 brown it, they're brown sweatpants that you're paying 75 dollars for and so like if if like they have if they're if they're able to make if if kanye west is able to make like <laughs> looking homeless <laughs> into a billion dollar uh company and yeah. and kim is able to make brown sweatpants into you know also like a insanely profitable company then yeah like kylie getting whatever cosmetic surgery she has gotten um does have an impact and i would and i'm gonna argue that that is negative no i think you're making a really good point i'm gonna argue that thinking that you have to uh cert like do something surgical in order to um be more attractive or be more acceptable is a bad thing and it's not bad on you for having that thought or having that belief at all it's not on that person at all it's just on like it's just the fact that like that's the playing field that we're on that's the bad that's the bad thing but like like i I see i see tiktoks of like women getting like rhinoplasty and like vlogging that whatever and they seem much more confident after they get it whatever and like i don't have a problem with them doing that but i really hate that like we just we just live in a like so many we live in a society i hate that we live in a society like i know so many of my girlfriends who want a nose job and when they say that i'm like what what are you talking about? And then they're just like, oh, like this thing about my nose. And I'm like, I don't even like, I, what are you like? Literally, what are you saying? This is like a foreign language to me. Like, what are you talking about? And so the fact that it's just like that ingrained is really sad to me. And once again, it's not shaming. It's not shame on them. It's just really sad and unfortunate that we uh, feel that we need to surgically enhance ourselves cosmetically in order to feel more comfortable, like going outside and being perceived I, by other people. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like we, we, we've made a big oopsie poopsie. Well, okay. Well, interesting of you to say that because I would also say my final thought on this that ties back into my first thing is that this like big brain. current body type, the trendy Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. body BBL is designed. It looks best online. I mean, you mm. live in LA, you've seen the like, maybe you're not paying attention, but you've seen the like, <laughs> the like lip fillered, yeah. Botoxed boob job. It looks ridiculous. In real life. It looks fucking weird in person. I am so sorry. If you feel more beautiful like that. No, we're done with disclaimers. I don't give a fuck. You look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. I'm it's like- designed to look good online. <laughs> yeah. In order to like perpetuate your like fake online persona version of your life which is the most fucking dystopian like black mirror weird (laughs) black mirror thing ever and that's why i'm like give me my blob give me my blob and my (laughs) low fat cheetos and let me live my (laughs) fucking life have you um have you seen that have you seen the episode of black mirror um the like social media one where you like rate people yeah that's the only one i've seen oh okay I kind of want like a sequel to that. That's less about like rating people and more about like more about changes, more about what we're talking about, I guess. I think that could be a really cool episode anyways, but call us black mirror. (laughs) If my phone rang right now, I'd shit myself. (laughs) Back to the original thing. Um, As you were saying, it's, it is hot waters. It's a sticky subject, et cetera, et cetera. 
and yeah and, and i know you and i have talked about this and i think we may have talked about this on the podcast but like i know i hate talking about <laughs> my body and my body image and like how i view myself and things i mm-hmm. like or dislike about myself because as soon as i do that like the second i say like I like this about myself or I don't like this about myself. I'm so like paralyzed by fear that all of a sudden people are going to be hyper-focused on those things that I mentioned. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, I I would also prefer to be a blob and, and yeah. And trying to, and trying to do gay dating. It's just like, we all have this like, like, (laughs) like unbearably warped perception of what's attractive that only like, 2% of men actually fall into. Yeah. And, and I am, and I'm, I'm in the 99%. Um, I can do math 98 and, (laughs) and yeah, but like literally like trying, like trying to date as a gay guy has like, like just absolutely devastated my, uh, confidence in so many ways that's like and it's almost it's like close to the top of like things that have like knocked my confidence in my life it's like insane like yeah like i i'm trying to think like i have you thought about dabbling in heterosexual dating for a little bit to maybe bump your to confidence bump my confidence up? up i don't think that'd work um <laughs> i have in the okay in the past 4 years okay i've been over 21 for 4 years um that's crazy it really truly is in the past four years and to be clear i don't really go out that much (laughs) nick's an enigma but yeah don't perceive me it's because i'm on my couch eating my (laughs) baked cheetos (laughs) but uh times i've like gone out to bars clubs etc in four years there have been two times that i've been like actively hit on and or like hooked up with someone in any capacity like from that i guess and i, lo- I want to take you home and i look at and i look at myself and i'm like i feel like that number should be higher i agree not to sound like a narcissist but this is self-confidence corner and so like you guys know about one of the one of the times episode nine when i was in scotland um and then another time was a few months later when i was back at chapman i went to I went uh, as a date with my friend to her sorority's formal, and there was this guy. To Cups for Kyle. And there, yeah, we went to Cups for Kyle, and then Kyle was there. No, and and this guy, this guy was there um, from another fraternity, um, and I knew he was gay, and we were like both at the bar, and we were both at a, we were both at the bar, and I bought him a drink, and he was like he was drunk, and I was drunk, and I bought him a drink. And then we were kind of standing there making small talk, I guess. And he was like, I don't really know how to do this. And I was like, me neither, but we can just figure it out. Um, Like, let's go dance. And then we like went on the dance floor. And then I was like (laughs) fucking plastered (laughs) in public in a pretty nice restaurant in Newport Beach um, at a sorority formal. And like, girl, the next day I had a a 10 a.m. class the next day. I walked and it was like a seminar class. So I can't like hide in the back because it's all just around a conference room table. Oh, God. I walk in this, I walk in this classroom. So hungover. I'm wearing sunglasses indoors. Yep. And I look like I've been like mauled by a tiger. Nice. 
like hickeys like this dude was like trying to eat me like i had i had like my like lip was like blown up because he like like bit the inside of my lip like a fucking rattlesnake it was so (laughs) crazy (laughs) and like my my teacher saw me and he's like i've been there and i'm like okay thank you you're 70 Uh (laughs) oh my god but yeah, so like those those are the two times that it's happened and every other time like I haven't even been like approached. Like I yeah, I haven't even been approached for uh for anything. And that's just like kind of crazy to me. And That is. And it's because they're all like we're all going for fucking pull up a photo of the ideal man. Cuz you don't have 2% body fat? Obviously I don't know him from what I see of him on TV and social media. He seems like a lovely guy. Oh, um, Anthony from Queer Eye. Oh yeah. But like yeah. that like that's the guy. Like yeah. that is like that's him. <laughs> he's the blueprint. Like <laughs> like Anthony is the unicorn of gay men. And so yeah. like I was just looking at a photo of him and I'm like holy fucking shit like how do you look like this? Oh, yeah. No, 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 like, no. What the fuck? So and once again, Anthony seems like a lovely guy. And I'm not, like, blaming him or whatever. Like, congrats. Like, drop the skincare routine in the comments. But, but you know, hardly anyone looks like that. And part of the reason he looks like that is because he's a celebrity who has, like, a celebrity trainer at Equinox in New York. Yep. Which, once again, I'm, like, this isn't, like, a criticism of Anthony. It's just a criticism of our, like, warped perception of, like, what's attractive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally guilty of it too, and it makes me really, really mad. Almost as mad as four-way intersections. <laughs> oh, bringing it back, bringing it back. Okay, let's end part one there. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, let's 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 sign off. Yeah. So once again, besties, if you want to uh, tell your friends. Oh, oh my god. Um, we we like haven't said that in the past few episodes. But no, like, I know. We're just make like, sure to like rate five stars if you haven't. Even if you listen, most of our listeners, not like most, but a majority of our listeners listen um, on Spotify, you can still rate us on iTunes. Like, you can still do that. Um, But once again, the most helpful thing you can do for us, if you care to help, (laughs) is just tell your friends about it. Share the podcast on social media. It warms our gay little hearts. Um we Absolutely. love like if you tag if you like share the podcast on your story or whatever and you tag us it literally makes me horny it, like it you you guys have no idea like how happy it makes us Truly. and we'll repost it and we'll be like oh my god um thank you uh but yeah okay um if you want to just like hear more things that we fucking hate you want to hear more radical stay tuned for next week we also have a patreon if you want to give us money um oh yeah do that yeah um, That'd be super, super cool if Also, you we are coming up on the anniversary <laughs> Babe. of Releasing. this shit show. Yeah. Um, September which 10th. Is fucking crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have something We're special. We're thinking of something special. If you have It'll ideas for what it should be, let us know. <laughs> probably the week after. Yes, it will be. A week late. Oh, it'll be like the week of my birthday. I'll be dressed as a spider on your balcony. I'll kill myself. (laughs) Great. Bye. Beep, beep, beep.
Hello, everyone. This is the credits. So obviously me and Chloe produce it. Uh, sometimes I edit. Sometimes she edits. We love splitting the work. Uh, I do the sound mixing, whatever that means. The music is by Anabolic Beats. And I would love to just take a little moment to thank our beautiful patrons. All right. So these are the patrons who have selected the Immortal tier on Patreon. And you can do the same by going to patreon.com slash girls. So thank you to Jade Watson, Sasha Kosek, Hazel Herring, John Sims, O.P. Queef, a.k.a. Larissa, Megan Donovan, hello, Laura Zimmerman, also hello, Teresa Graham, hello, and uh, Piss Baby, it's Ryan, that's who Piss Baby is. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias at Brain Cell Girls. You can follow me everywhere at Nick Curl, and you can follow Clary on Instagram at The Grease Trap Queen or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. And uh, yeah, thank you, Illy. Illy. <laughs>